You're listening to Two Sides of Phi, a podcast that follows two lifelong friends as they seek financial independence and to retire early. I'm Eric, and I'm joined by my friend Jason, who reached Phi in 2020. And this is our story. It's been a little while since we last talked. Yeah, good to see you, man. Likewise, here we are once again. You know, as as our regular viewers know, uh, I certainly know, you took some time to really focus in on some pretty important projects for your business for 30 by 40. And then more recently, in kind of smaller term, you took some time off with your family, probably not nearly enough, but you had some vacation time. And I can't help but wonder, through that long and maybe also that short period just <laughs> away from, you know, the show, you know, does that Surely it gives you time to think about your Phi journey, the end being more in sight than ever. And I'm just wondering where your head's at. What are you thinking about? How does time away impact positively or otherwise that thought process? Yeah, it's been so four months since we last chatted, right? Is that four or five months, something like that? Pretty big, long break. Oh, yeah, absolutely. um, Which I really focused on changing the business pretty significantly. I had been chugging along, working by myself for many, many years, and I saw some kind of holes that needed plugging. And so I hired this agency and we did this pretty big project, which is now just kind of starting to come to light and um, starting to change the trajectory of things. So yeah, huge, massive changes in the business. And you know, just thinking about speaking with you on two sides of Phi, like, I think a lot of people in the fire movement think a lot about how they can, you know, reduce expenses, think about how they can save more, but those two things are probably much easier to do than the third thing, which is to earn more. And, you know, I really wanted to focus on that and that ended up being four months of really, really hard work, but it also meant that I was leveraging, you know, the help of a team. So I, I, I said this to my wife, you know, it's like the equivalent of, you know, in the airport, they have those kind of speed walkways. You get on this speed walkway and you're walking three or four times the speed. I mean, that's where we're at with this thing when you hire somebody else to help you. So I just feel like this huge burden lifted, but also I start to see the future, you know, what reaching five might mean and when that might happen now. And I got to be honest, man, I'm thinking I might be a one more year guy. Cause things are yeah. working so well. I'm like, do I want to, do I want to give this up? I'm, I'm having more fun than ever. Like it's, it's now that I have like a team of people helping me, it's, it's become fun again and I can focus okay. on different things. And so I don't know, in that sense, it, it has reframed the Phi journey. Well, first of all, that, that sounds amazing. I mean, you and I've talked a little bit, I'm, I'm aware of some of the kind of, uh, you know, work you undertook with this agency, what it's turned into and, in, you know, sort of early stage, you know, returns. That's all super positive. Uh, my first thought is, you know, maybe the question mark is coming off the 2024, but it might be, if I'm hearing you right, replaced by 2025. Um, so, you know, we've talked about one more year syndrome on the show before. We've talked to people like Fritz Gilbert. Um, we've certainly read and discussed a number of blog articles. Lots of people in the fire space and personal finance in general have written about one more year. But help me understand when you think about one more year, what is that? What underlies that? Is it just I'm enjoying it? It's fun, or is it really about building more of a security blanket around the portfolio? Like, help me understand where your head's at, because I suspect you got a lot of different ideas rolling around. Yeah, it's multiple things, man. And to be fair, you did a one more year too. 
I mean, did I really? I mean, I would say I built in a year after Phi. It wasn't like I did it to accumulate enough to like buy a truck and a fifth wheel. That's Fritz's example. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't, no, I didn't. Really? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, thought my was, plan, I thought it was my, padding and buffering. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's entirely right. I mean, yes. Yes. Getting another, <laughs> you know, year of compensation post Phi was, you know, partially about, hey, this is going to have benefits because we're going to buy a house and we need to, yeah. you know, complete so, yes. saving, <laughs> saving for our down payment. But it wasn't like, because we have this list of things we want to do, therefore we stayed another year. Um, uh, and it definitely wasn't the case where, I don't know. No, I, don't, I guess I don't think of it that way. I wonder if I have some kind of blinders on about this, but I just, I just, it's funny, you know, when I, I gave that example, right? I remember reading, that blog post from Fritz about like, okay, like here's the things I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. And like building the cabin, buying the truck, getting the fifth wheel. Like to me, like that's an awesome one, one more year plan. Like part of me wonders like, Oh, did I give myself enough time to think about that kind of stuff? Cause here, Lori and I are just to take a little diversion here talking about like, Oh, do we want to buy a fifth wheel someday? And like, uh -huh. Oh, now we have to model that and see what it looks like in terms of the portfolio. Whereas if we'd had that conversation five years ago, we might've been like, well, I'm going to stop working in 2021 because we want to do this and that. And the other thing, we never explicitly did that, but for sure, there were benefits to staying another year. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want this to be about me. I'd like to hear a little more about what it would mean to you and why. All right. So uh, there's, there's many dimensions to this man. And I'm, I'm of course, glad, I'm glad we're talking about this because <laughs> maybe you can help hit the reset button or something, but oh, okay. num number one, it feels a little foolish to walk away from something, which now I'm getting working at a different level. Like okay. it's, this is not just like, Oh, we've optimized a few things. We've we've yeah. completely changed some things. So wow. I've com completely changed my approach to a certain thing in the business, and it's made a huge difference. And so it was do doing fine before, but now it's like, okay, this this feels like if I walked away from this, this would be foolish. And my wife, strangely, kind of feels the same way. So, okay. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, is this something maybe you would plug into and help me? out with, you know, is there oh. uh Oh, hold on. kind of shared responsibility here? Um and if so, maybe it doesn't have to be a full-time commitment from me. It could be let's say it's 10, 15, 20 hours a week, you know. And if that netted significant earnings, like that feels kind of foolish to me. But then the other side of it is like now that I'm started kind of I found this kind of newfound love for what I've created, I'm like, I don't really want to walk away from it. <laughs> it feels, I feel kind of, mm, I feel like something would be missing. And, mm. and I worry uh, about what that means for us long-term for Laura and I, you know, if she were to decide, you know, once we reach the fine number that she was going to step away from what she's doing, that was always conditional on like us traveling together and doing things right. together and not having a commitment to make videos and, you know, run a exactly. business. And so those are the, we're having some sort of backroom discussions about this right now, um, between us, like, well, okay. what does that mean? And, you know, she's had, she's had some change of, uh, of thought in, in, over the past couple of months and how she sees this. And, you know, honestly, we don't know what the right thing to do is. And yeah. I, I feel, you know, in some sense, when you don't like your job, when you don't like the thing you've created, 
you are marching toward a number and that feels like a, a pretty strong goalpost, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, whether that includes a fifth wheel and a huge vacation budget or an additional house or whatever it is, um, you know, you can, you can kind of quantify those things, but when it, when it includes stepping away from something that you are really starting to love and fall in love with again, it's a different beast. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. Do you have any advice for me? Well, I mean, you know, my first reaction, and these are in no particular order, is is something like, I don't think any of this is bad. Uh, just to be totally clear, for, for somebody watching this wondering, like, you know, they're like, no, he's so close. Um, I mean, first of all, we all get to define what financial independence means because yeah. it defined, yeah. it, it's completely dependent upon how we want to live and lots of other things that we are knowable or unknowable, how long we're going to live, et cetera. But you get to decide what financial independence is. But of course, as you and I have talked about a lot, and we both love the idea of financial independence is about the freedom to decide what you want to do. So first of all, there's no wrong answer here unless you're not being true to yourself. That, that's the only thing I can think of that would be bad because you're buying freedom. So when you hit the number, check. You get to do whatever you want. I, but you know, but I, that's not I, true I'm, necessarily. I'm not done. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I just okay, want to hit ahead. that point because tell me, the, you have to find alignment with your spouse too. Because when oh, yeah, Laura and absolutely. I were initially talking about this, and I was like gung ho on that fire number, I was like, okay, yeah. we're we hit that, and we're <laughs> exactly we're done, right? And she's like, hey, wait a minute, I'm not sure. Okay. And I was like, really? And now we've kind of maybe flipped places a little bit. Okay. Like, I hear what you're saying now. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely talking about the Royal you, you know, like the Royal we, this is, this is your, your family, you and Laura in particular, given that, that both your kids are in and soon will be both off to college. Um, so this is really about the two of you making this decision. So just to be clear, the second idea I have is, you know, kind of tossing something back at you that you definitely said to me several times. And that's when is it enough? Right? <laughs> so being sure that the the allure isn't primarily financial because I know you've done a lot of hard work to say this is what we need a built-in buffers I'm comfortable with and cushioning and sinking funds or whatever tools you're going to use uh, because for me I also made a decision to walk away like most people I guess at the peak of my earning and with some reasonable line of sight that at least another year was going to be pretty tremendous in the industry I came from for yeah. unfortunate reasons, right? You know, you work in the, the medical adjacent field at a time of a pandemic and you sell products into that field. As, you know, that was my company did, right? Diagnostics. Well, we were probably going to have a really good year. Uh, and they did. And so that would have meant accruing additional bonus compensation and things like if, that. And I knew that. But people but, like you, smart people, <laughs> reminded me often why would you do that? But you, that's a one for one exchange. And it's like, I, it's a I little know. different, right? It like, is. What it if, is. what if you built this asset, which yeah. has some sort of flywheel component to it, which yes. requires minimal effort from you, but would produce, you know, benefit that let's say I couldn't see a year ago. Yeah. You know, it's that's like, totally you don't, I didn't know what it could turn into, but now that yeah. I kind of see, now I opened that door, I walked into the door, I'm like, Oh, Oh, wait, it could be this. And then I'd be foolish to, to not expand the goal. And I get this idea about enough, but like expand it to then include friends or family or what, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah, I feel I don't want to trade the time away because, you know, as we always say, we don't know how much time we're promised here. And True. it's that's the hard calculus for me. Like, OK, yeah. well, I, I want to set some bounds around it where I don't 
trade all my time away because yes. one of the ways to take this even further is to say, okay, well, let's just, let's throw a hypothetical number out there. Like I could charge $5,000 an hour to meet with somebody one-on-one -on -one and do a very specific task. Right. right. And that's where some of these kind of consulting gigs lead eventually, right? Real high ticket service. And I'm like, yep. I don't want to do that because that means I have to be in a place at a time, you know, it, doing a certain thing. And so for me, divorcing time worked from fee earned yes. it has always been like a guiding principle for my business. And, and the further I get into it, the more important that's become. So like, how would you address it given those things? Because well, and this, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, that's right. But th this is exactly the point I wanted to get to, and I saved it for last because it's the hardest one. And you honestly just saved me some work, the, even anticipating my questions. There is something different here, and it's not something I experienced, and it's not something much of our audience who's maybe already retired might have experienced unless they had their own business that they created themselves and, and were doing something like you are, where all of a sudden, you know, 10 years plus into this business, you've come upon a new thing. You know, you undertook a different type of project, you brought people into the fold, you're seeing what sound like very positive returns, and I'm hearing renewed excitement. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's got me with a whole list of other questions, right? Because <laughs> to me, that's, that's really motivating to see somebody like you, especially having gone through some you know, ups and downs recently with the business to, you know, and watch you question whether this move was right and tried to, you know, when asked, give guidance that I thought was reasonable and ask good <laughs> questions so that you could come to conclusions yourself. But now seeing you say these things, it's like, okay, well, huh, maybe he's right. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have anticipated that uh, at the start of the conversation, but to see you react like that clearly means there's something underneath it. And so I think just a high level response if you can put the right boundaries around it and, and you know, it's something that you're aligned with Laura on and you put kind of clear thoughts in place that, you know, if it's not like this, well, then we we absolutely have permission, if not sort of responsibility to cut this off or change path or what have you. I mean, it's like anything in a relationship, right? If you're, if you're being wholly open and honest, and I, from my experience, you all are more than most people oh, are yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, who could fault that? And that's that, that would be an amazing outcome. But yes, of course, you have to be honest about what are you trading off? Are you, are you traveling? Are you traveling just a bit less? And you find a way to balance this. And like you say, it's, it's less effort. Maybe you bring some additional people into it um, and, and it you know, spreads the load out. Whatever it means, I, I, so may, I don't know if it's surprising to you, but I'm not against this idea. I'm, it's certainly worth thinking through, but I don't know. How, how do you react to that? Do you want me to talk you out of it? I don't think you do. I'm not. No, I mean, it's, it's helpful to talk it through because For sure. you know, right now, Laura and I are kind of talking in a small circle. So, you know, one of the things, um, you know, we went uh, on this vacation recently. It was just Laura and I. And um, so we had some time away to just sit on the beach and chat. And, nice. you know, we're there some, with friends and um, family and uh, other family. And, you know, this topic came up and... Um, about reaching a financial independence number and like what it would mean to retire at our age and that kind of thing. And it was, it was met with almost animosity. I'll say I was really surprised. I was, I was very kind of shocked. It wasn't like, 
hey, that's great. Congratulations. You know, like, wow. I mean, it must be amazing to be in a position like that. They were kind of like, what? Why would, why would you not keep working? Like what, you know, just even throwing that idea out there. I was like, I was really taken aback by it because these yeah. are people who are very, very close to us and um, that we hadn't really broached the, su- the subject with. Um, and I-, I was trying to think of a way, you know, for me and Laura to feel more aligned together in this because, yeah. you know, if we continue to operate the business as it stands today, um, I-, I can't do it by myself the, the way things are, are going. And um, I don't know that I want to hire a remote team necessarily mm-hmm. to run all the things, but it would feel nice if I could share some of those responsibilities with Laura and that there could be some sure. shared ownership. And I've always seen this as something she and I both invested in because it took a lot of financial risk to start this thing in the first place. You know, sure. the, the financial onus was on her to support us and provide health insurance in the early days of the business and things took off and performed well early on. So that was good, but it's always I've always seen it as ours and she's always seen it as mine. Hey, Eric here with Two Sides of Fi, checking in with a quick request. Jason and I love making this show and sharing our conversations, but we need your help spreading the word. The best way to do that is to give us a quick rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And if you know someone on the Fi path, please hit that share button on your favorite episode. Every little bit helps. Thanks. So anytime I raise this idea of like, hey, like, let's say we could operate this thing like 20 hours a week, you know, work together in this and you're doing this part and I'm doing this part, you know, there's like kind of creative part and the sort of, you know, I don't know, C-suite part, let's just say. Yeah. And um, it's been hard. <laughs> it ha- That wasn't met with like, yeah, I want to do that. I'm excited about that. It's like, well, it'd be dumb for us to like walk away from this in its current form. Um, so, you know, if you're okay with me kind of plugging in and helping out in this aspect, you know, I'll see if I am able to do that. But I don't know. It's like, yeah, I mean, you and Lori worked together in the past, right? Yeah, we did um, a couple of times. And I, I can't remember. Was it a, were you overseeing her work? Was it a managerial kind of When we or? first met, yeah. Later on at that same company, no, she actually was in a different group later for most of the time. Yeah. yeah. So I think she's just, she's, I mean, you know what it's like working with me. She's, she's like, I'm a little afraid to work with you, to be honest. Well, she's a smart woman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she should be afraid. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I'm obviously just working with this remote team now. I'm learning how to do this because I've run the show for 10 years by myself. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I've got a certain way of doing things. And now that I'm working with other people, I'm learning, you know, how to get better at that. And it, that's exciting to me too. And I, I'm trying to get her to onboard and kind of assimilate into this thing, which I'm not sure she wants. And so that's another kind of talk about alignment. You know, I don't want to force her to do something she doesn't want to do. And, um, especially after you reach financial independence, the choice is supposed to be yours. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't say I have any answers right now, man, but you know, one more year might not be, I don't know. Do you, what do you, how would you count it if I'm working only 20 hours a week? It's like half. I mean, I, I think you're, you're, you're doing what you would be doing what a number of five people do. And that's they they ramp down their hours. Yeah. They ramp down their effort. They some people change roles right to, um, you know, a, a less in, intensive, whether it's time or stress, you know, job. 
Um, I, I, all that's totally reasonable. And again, that comes back to the freedom part. As long as you guys agree that this is the way, you know, that the using your time this way doesn't interfere with bigger picture stuff you want to do. I mean, I can't fault it. We can call it one more year. We can call it whatever we want. I don't think it matters. I'm not super into labels anyway. So <laughs> I think it's, it sounds more like a, just a refining or redefining rather what your business is and what effort you have to put into it. But if you're excited, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say like, wow, that's really cool. Make sure you really understand <laughs> what that means. And it's not just a temporary like kind of burst due to like this just near term, you know, revenue realization. I suspect there's a lot more to it from the descriptions you're using. But besides that, like, what the hell? I mean, and there's no rush to decide right now either. You're not at your number. You know, it's not like Laura's already stopped working and it's like, okay, uh, next month is the date and you're the one suddenly holding it up. You're still in advance here. Yeah. You still got that question mark after your five date and you have a lot of new data and new experiences and you're and the what what I see not trying to put words in your mouth is you're just trying to process all this and you've got all these new ideas about what it might mean and I think that's a great thing it sounds like it's complete opportunity yeah it's just yeah I've been hard charging toward that timeline and that number yeah. and I'm like uh so to give that up, you know, I'm not focusing on that right now because I'm so focusing on the other part of it. And right. so you know, I'm just trying to take a balanced approach to it. And also, you know, I, I don't know if other people have encountered this, but, you know, you talk about an idea for long enough with your spouse. And even if they were in disagreement in the beginning, at a certain point, you know, they kind of come around to the idea and they get excited yeah. by it. And I think, right. you know, Laura and I were in that in that space and, you know, pretty well aligned. And then it was like and then this happened and I'm like, well what if I keep working? Like, how would you feel about that? You know? And yeah. So it kind of stirs the pot a little bit. <laughs> well, for sure. And I suspect, I mean, maybe her initial response and this, maybe this is just me projecting, but it would be something like, well, for how long are you yeah. talking about like a year? Oh yeah. yeah. Is it going to, do you think 20 hours a week for some unknown number of years and you're not really willing to give this up? Cause that would be something difficult to swallow. Certainly in the immediate, uh, if ever, because again, you guys, like you said, you've been building your possible futures, thinking about what it, whether it's a trawler or a travel or whatever. <laughs> and if suddenly you're saying, well, actually, I think I might keep doing this half time for some undetermined amount of, you know, years. Well, I would naturally expect some <laughs> concern, trepidation, question, um, for sure. But I can't I answer it, it man. I don't know. How, how do people answer it? Because I don't think it's just about you know, piling up enough. I don't think it's just about that, but I mean, honestly, well, I've, I've always said that, like, I do feel like, you know, money is a proxy for the value you create in the world. And I truly believe that, you know, you were recently on uh, doc G's podcast and you guys yep. were talking at the very end about goal setting and the yes. evil of goal setting and things like that. And, and I, that was curious to me because I, I really That's felt, so. I felt very differently about, you know, the ability to set goals and what goals allow you to do. And I don't know, maybe you could talk about your idea because you seemed in alignment with him that, you know, having a goal is, is not really better than just working through the process to get to that goal. I think, and I don't want to put words in his mouth either because he's clearly thought about that topic way more than I have. Yeah. And maybe I need to go re-listen re to that. But I think there are such a thing as toxic goals right, that they're not productive and that, you know, setting yourself up in a way such that if you don't completely succeed, you fail. 
those are bad goals. I think for me at this stage of my life, I love the goals that I'm setting because they're all whole. Um, so many of them are just optional. Yeah. They're things that are interesting to me or fun. And, you know, I had a goal to take an art class that I was excited about and I was going to do it and I paid for it. And you know what? It didn't meet my expectations. So I stopped it. Uh, I didn't feel bad about the money. I had a little question about like, oh, I had a little like sunk effort into it that I was not going to see through, but that didn't last very long. And I, I dropped the course after just thinking about it. So, um, I'm okay with goals as long as they're kind of thought through as to the why and that it's not a, a, just a binary, right? If you don't achieve that, you have failed, but you what know, if this is a bad thing. What if it's like, uh, so, you know, obviously running the business, I got revenue goals and I've got all yeah, kinds of sure. different goals, but what if it's, so what if I said, okay, a 10 X revenue goal, and I'm not saying that's what I did or anything. I'm not trying to like humble brag. Here. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. like, what if you, what if that 10 Xing allows you to fail farther as I say, yeah. right? I well, mean, to me, yeah. that's like super motivating. It's like, okay, maybe I don't yeah. make it to 10 X, but maybe yeah. I make it to five X and five X is like crazy good. And yeah. it, that's exactly. also a lot, opened the door and allowed me to do all these other things that I didn't see possible. I guess that was my, my yeah. only real point of conflict there. Like that I didn't totally agree with because I think a lot of people are motivated by setting goals and it doesn't, yeah. I don't know where it crosses the line into being toxic. Does that, when it involves money, does it become toxic? Yeah. I mean, for, first of all, I think the answer for a lot of those questions was it depends. You know, I, I came from the last couple of years of my career when I kind of, you know, had decided I was going to move into a less stressful, more sort of, you know, yeah. reasonable hours of work. You, one of the things I got really involved with was business process improvement. And the company I was with has this reputation of setting very aggressive goals, just like you said, like you should be trying to, you know, 10x something that's good and cut in half something that's bad. But, you know, the kind of the logic there, quite simply, is what you said. If you go for 10x, you might get 5x and that's amazing. If you say I'm going to improve productivity by 20%, you're probably not going to get you're probably never going to get increased productivity by 100%. And so if you're the one setting the goal, you have all the information, you've done the hard work to understand what's achievable, that probably is going to feel really good to you to set a really aggressive goal. But there are other people who are impacted by setting a goal. And if they're not emotionally on board, and that's where this is relevant to the situation, if they have, if you haven't gotten them on board with the why and what success looks like and how it's not failing, you know, they have to be completely emotionally bought in. Then it's no different than it would be at my former place of work where they would say, you know, the, the rank and file people who didn't set the goal, they were just inheriting it, right? They were yeah. going to have to do all the heavy lifting and be yeah. like, well, it's all well and good for you to say 10x, but that's going to mean like all this stuff, not all of which is positive in the near term. And I don't know, that doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. And if we don't achieve it, am I going to be held accountable for not achieving? I know you say that getting halfway is good enough, but is it really? Um, so, so, I mean, I, I think the answer is it depends because a lot of this is mindset and how you're wired and how, how on board somebody is. And I think at this stage, you it sounds like, just from what you're telling me, I'm not obviously I haven't been here to hear both sides of the conversation. You know, you're already here. You're seeing probably only positive. <laughs> and Laura's probably just raising more questions because she's not between your oh, yeah. ears. Totally. Yeah. In your gray matter, right? Like you are. And you probably thought about this a multiple, a pretty big multiple, over the amount of minutes you've spent talking about it together. 
Yeah, for sure. Because that's how humans work and uh, especially people who are thoughtful. So, you know, she's just not with you yet. Doesn't yeah. mean she's not going to get there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to I, I guess. It, yeah, it just means I have to onboard her more, her more communicate, be a better communicator because I am in my head about this stuff. This is the kind of thing that's waking me up in the middle of the night and I'm excited about yeah, it. But I know like, you. It, it used to be. I was waking up in the middle of the night, like hand wringing. Now I'm like, Oh, well, I could do this. Like I, you know, and I guess the thing that I love about setting that 10 X goal is that it forces you to do different things. And yep, you know, sometimes when you get to this point in your career, doing different things is just, it feels good. <laughs> it's just, well, yeah, it's not. And, and who, you know, who's to say that stepping away from this thing, isn't going to feel even better. I mean, that's the thing that that's unknowable. To me, it's unknowable. And, and it's that conversation that you have between spouses where if you agree, you get to a certain point and you're both going to walk away. If you, you've had that agreement and then all of a sudden changes for one of them, you know, it's, it's very hard to have those conversations again. It's very yeah, hard to open well, that door. <laughs> fair enough, dude. Cause there's, there's small changes and there's big changes, right? The only reference point I have is a very small change relative to fire, right? I had a date set. Lori and I were both super excited, had a countdown yeah. timer on my watch and my, on my phone. And I had a paper one on my desk and suddenly I was home saying, you know what? I think I'd like to work three more months because by the way, we're in the middle of a pandemic lockdown and we're trying to release a new diagnostic. And it seems really a bad decision, really bad optics, just just not something I want to do to just leave with mere months to go on this. So what? A, how do you feel about three more months? I think that was pretty easy to swallow. It meant some hassle getting ready for the move that we were planning to do and a shorter time to you know get everything in place for it. But it was an open discussion and she was open to it. It was very, very reasonable stuff. But if I had said, you know what? The landscape of COVID looks like we're going to have two years <laughs> of just insane pace at work, which, of course, they did. Um, I think I should be there for it. How do you feel about just pushing everything out two years? Now we're going to have to move in the middle of high school um, for our kid. And, uh, you know, I'll just won't be around as much. But, you know, two years later, we'll have more money. Yeah, That's a very different conversation. And it's certainly very different than what you're talking about, too. I don't mean to say it's the same thing. So yeah, there I mean, are. It could mean are, that I'm around more. You know, she's it around could. more and I'm around more. It could, I don't know, maybe we're spending more time together. Like that, my dream would be, hey, let's operate this thing for a short period of time every week together, push mm -hmm. it forward, keep it rolling. And then with the 75% of the other time that we would have that we would normally be working, let's, this is a hypothetical, of course. Yeah, okay? yeah, of course. But then we, we go and travel and we build a position that can be, you know, remote first. I can run yeah. this thing from anywhere. And to me, that's, that's awesome. But it's asking her to give up what she's got already research exactly. program, whatever. And then onboard into this unknowable with my own set of goals, you know, and ride that horse off into the sunset. It's I, you know, obviously <laughs> I got some work to do if I want to run it that way. And I'm not even sure I do. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Well, I mean, it, it's sort of, so I, ha I have a three-step action plan that I'm going to okay. propose. That I'm going to propose You're to you. such a manager. It's nice to be back in the workplace. Here we are. Eric, it's, uh, I'm glad you've uh, you've come here to talk to me today about this. I don't this. work I for you, thoughts. by the way. No, you don't. Well, we work for each other and we work for our audience. And um, All right. But I, ha I have three ready. thoughts. Okay. The first is something you're doing already. You need to fully think through this line of thought and just really process what it means and what is what are your most important 
sort of outcomes, you know, coming out the other side of that process. The second thing is you need to, assuming you don't have a sea change in thought overnight, you need to continue to talk with Laura and understand how she's reacting to this kind of put into, you know, as many different ways as you need to your thoughts into words that help her understand your motivation and why you feel this is the right path and how you'd like her to be a part of it. And number three, I think you need to give equal weight as you do with number two to the idea that maybe there's another way to do this. Mm -hmm. Maybe there are other people to involve or a different, you know, different mode of operation. If indeed she doesn't want to do it, or at least not to the same degree you want her to, because maybe there's a way to have both. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe it's not at all a problem that you continue in this way, like you just said, with your hypothetical 75 percent time doing all that fun stuff you plan for. Twenty five percent is you and some other folks or whatever, yeah. you know, under your hood or more contractors totally. getting it done. Because, you know, I, I think you need to be thinking alternatives in parallel uh, because that may not that second option, you know, with Laura helping may not prove to be the one that um, is is the path forward for success. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, as part of this, um, you know, agency that I'm working with, we have a group coaching program. So it's all people who have businesses at a very similar revenue level. So you get to plug in and get advice um, and see how other people are solving problems. And yeah, there's a husband and wife. There's actually a lot of husband and wife teams that are running these kind of businesses. Um, and so it's it's nice to have that as a model. And Laura can join into the coaching calls. So okay. she can plug into that. Um, she, she hasn't yet, but um, it's, an, it's on offer. And one of the husband and wife teams kind of came up with um, an org chart where they assigned all of the roles in the business um, in a current status, a sort of five-year status, like for the next five years moving forward, and then a dream status. Like if we had the dream business, like this is what it would look like. And they've slowly been trying to move toward the dream model, which is keeping, and this kind of fits in with what, you know, Jordan Doc G said on our podcast a while back, um, pruning out all of the sort of negative things in the business, the things that yes. you don't like doing. And there is a way to do it. And I'm, it's nice having this kind of group of people and, you know, hearing advice from you saying, Hey, maybe you haven't thought about that ideal scenario enough and found a way to make that work. Because in this day and age, you probably can outsource most of the tasks totally. that you do with the kind of business that you've created. And so that's pretty appealing to me. And I'll, yeah, I'll definitely take your advice to heart. I appreciate it. And uh, continue the conversation with Laura. Excellent. Um, maybe. I mean, if we're in agreement. Obviously, I'm happy. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I, I brought some modicum of value to the conversation. I mean, above all, I just want to be super clear. I'm reacting to things in real time here. We haven't had a lot of talks yeah, about no, this, but yeah. you know, anyone listening to this conversation should take away from this that I'm not against this idea. I, I'm I'm of two minds on this, right? One one part of me wants to see you guys so desperately over the line <laughs> yeah. to fi and living whatever your dream life looks like. But an, another part of me says, well, there's not only one dream. And how do you honor this thing you're really excited about for whatever period of time may make sense for you guys in a way that still fits with that first part, with those goals you have for each other. And and I hope there is a way because if you remain this motivated and excited by it, I can see where it would be very hard to set it aside a hundred percent. So obviously I, success for me is you, you can do it all. 
Um, I, I want to see you traveling. I want to, we want to travel with you guys, um, at least part of the time. So yeah, we do too. I mean, you know, um, we want, we want to get you there, whatever there looks like. It always, I appreciate that, man. And you know, I, I share those same things, which is why we're having this conversation and I don't have it all sorted out, but I've always right. thought about what it means to be successful for me. And you know, it's three things, it's freedom, purpose, and relationships. And there's yep. gotta be a balance between all of those things. And what I'm finding, and you've talked about this, you know, stepping in, to retirement, early retirement, you know, the purpose piece is super important to me. Like if this yeah. business evaporates, a lot of the purpose <laughs> goes away, you know, and, and I'm worried about that. And I think that's a natural thing, um, for anyone reaching retirement. You know, we just talked with our friend Eric about this yep. and he had a very similar thing. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm like doing tomatoes and I'm fixing my pool and I'm taking my kids back and forth, but it's not a lot of purpose in there. And so that's a concern for me. Also, this kind of brings up this idea that, you know, people who want to fire at a young age, um, you know, this idea that things change. I mean, I, I couldn't have seen Literally. this a year ago or two years ago. And then I, nope. I felt differently five years ago. And, you know, being flexible and having a plan that's adaptable, um, but also being open to communicate with your partner or spouse, like, yeah. hey, here's how I'm feeling. I mean, it's it's been great being able to talk to Laura about this. And even in those points of friction, there's where we don't agree on things. And it's great to hear you kind of ask me to reframe it and think about like, Hey, you know, if you're, would, if you heard the same thing from her, some indefinite timeline, think about how you'd feel. And I do remember rewinding to that. You know, when I early, when I pitched this to her early on, she's like, I don't, no, man, I'm not, I'm not going to step away from my job. Like, I'm, I remember I'm that too much fun. And I was <laughs> <Yeah>. like, ah. <laughs> completely, you know, I was so frustrated by that. You need to think about all angles and impacts. And it's not just this kind of thing you've been churning on in your head. <laughs> that's, that's a good start. And it's where you can develop your thoughts more fully and get your talking points together and become a good marketer to your spouse or whoever you need to try to <laughs> convince or at least express your, your, your sentiments to. Um, but at the end of the day, most of these things aren't just individual. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, that's good advice. You got it. You guys make tend to make good decisions together. I think I'm not too worried, even if there's in the immediate, some like, Whoa, what's going on here? I'm, I'm sure you'll come out the other side with, uh, with good outcomes that you'll, you know, We'll bring good stuff. Yeah, it's been actually taking that vacation together and just having time, like dedicated time to talk as as empty nesters kind of thing was nice. You know, it's like nice. Yeah, it's great. It's great having that free space to check in. So cool, awesome. man. Well, I appreciate all the uh, the help here and it's fun talking this through. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll have some behind the scenes content talking about the things we can't totally reveal right yeah. here and right now. All right. I would welcome that for the future. All right, man. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Cheers, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Join us as the conversation continues next time on Two Sides of Fi. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating it at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For show notes, resources, and links to the video version, please check out our website at twosidesoffi.com.